how many of you were VCs before 2008, before the, before the Great Recession? Mm-hmm. And not a single hand went up, mm-hmm. which is really interesting to me, right? It's this like industry that's been around for like 100 years. People know exactly how, how it works and it really hasn't changed much from the way it started, right? Right. But at the same time, like there's just this like people that don't understand, like, like a lot of the VCs now, like just haven't been through a recession before, right? right? And so his thesis was really just that, hey, like, the reason we're going to see another bubble pop is just because there's so many unexperienced investors that don't know how to deal with you right. know, when your all of your portfolio companies are going to shit, right? Right, right? When every round that you raise isn't isn't followed on by a soft bank vision round. I'm gonna introduce myself. My name is Akhil. This is our first podcast. Yeah, my name is Sham, uh, and we're two of the founders of DealDoc. Uh, DealDoc is a SaaS platform to automate deal flow management and improve analytics for middle market private equity firms. Uh, but that's not what we're here to talk about. Yeah. We believe that every young entrepreneur needs to have their ass handed to them by a VC Yeah, in a very public setting. (laughs) And we just experienced that actually a week and a half ago. Yeah, just um, at our first pitch competition. It was Venture Cat. It's Northwestern's uh, largest pitch competition. Is that how they market it? I think so. Yeah. Um, And yeah, and it was it was our first pitch as a company. um, And uh Unfortunately, we didn't make it to finals, but we we did learn a lot from our experience there. So let's get into our first, I guess, hot take. Yeah. So I guess the first thing we wanted to talk about today, uh, well, I guess we can start off. We we'll start off a little bit with the pitch competition, so maybe we can start there. Yeah. Do you want to start with kind of like our prep for the pitch competition, maybe? Yeah. 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 I think that's a good idea. Um, so what was it like? It was like, so yeah, Sham and I were talking about this earlier, but we feel like most of the work that was done for the pitch competition, a lot of it in the last 24 hours before it, and then a decent, like a big chunk of it in the week before. In those last 24 hours, like, uh, we, like, our output was just, our input to output ratio was insane. Yeah, I mean, oh my god, like, even just the amount of feedback, like, we had scheduled pitch, you know, practices with a lot of the people on our advisory board, like the week leading up to it. Yeah. But for some reason, you know, just all the pitches just happened to happen on the Monday and Tuesday right before. Yeah. Um. So we just got so much feedback, and there's like yeah. information overload that we were trying to parse. Yeah. We like. I feel like a big learning for me from that was that like, this might be a hot take, but like, your most productive things done before like any sort of big event is the 24 hours before it. It's not oh. the it's not necessarily the week leading up. It's not the months of preparation before. It's that 24 hours before. Oh, absolutely. I think, I mean, I'm a procrastinator, so maybe this isn't the best thing for me. But, um, like, even, like, the rest of our team, no, nobody's really a procrastinator. But for yeah. some reason, you know, just, like, the most, like, high-quality work we did was definitely those last yeah. 24 hours. Yeah. And I think it's because we were in this constant feedback loop, especially, like, I'm thinking about when we were posted up in, in your room and we were going through these slides, we were like arguing over like wording and things like that, right? I remember like we were trying to explain the the problem and as we were thinking about how to explain the problem, we were like ourselves understanding the problem more, dividing our problem statement into like two pieces. Yeah. One which was like the portfolio fit and like like matching companies and then the other part was like saving time. Yeah. And like we had to like, think about that in our head and like and then we were able to articulate it yeah no that that I, I completely agree with that and i think part of that is also just like going through that many pitch practices yeah. just like we changed that like part of that narrative remember the conversion rate stuff yeah. like there's there's just some parts of our you know our presentation that really didn't really make sense or like kind of tangential to the overall yeah. narrative and i feel like just going through that many reps of talking to people 
which is super, super helpful. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was definitely a big learning for me. I think, is there anything else you want to say on that one? I have another hot take in my mind right now, too. Go for it. Um, So the other thing we talked about earlier, too, was that, like, some of your best advice will come from people that know absolutely nothing about what you're doing. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean... Like, take that same Tuesday, right? Yeah. Um. So some, sometime in the afternoon, like, I just, so two of my friends are on summer break, right? Yeah. Both college students. Um. And just, like, on a whim, I called them, and they're, like, asked what I was up to. And I was like, hey, I'm working on this presentation. And they're like, oh, like, let us help out, right? We're not mm-hmm. doing anything right now. Mm-hmm. So I got on this, like, three-hour-long call with them. And mm-hmm. they, like, individually went through each slide and, like, gave us exceptional feedback. And I think, like, it was at that point that I came back to everybody we all kind of talked about it and realized that there were some parts mm-hmm. of the narrative that just really didn't make sense, right? Mm-hmm. And it's only when you kind of get out of someone, like, our advisory board has, like, a good understanding of what the product is and what we're doing, mm-hmm. right? But for someone who has no idea what it is, yeah. that's when you can really tell the holes, like, where you can yeah. identify where the holes yeah. are in that narrative and kind of fix it. Yeah, I remember, and then, yeah, that was a great one. And then I also remember when we talked to uh, my boss at the Night Lab and my, yeah, and she was, she basically like helped us understand kind of again the gaps in our story and like what was missing she Mm -hmm. gave us some valuable information about like telling us she wanted to see more of us like our team and our voice come out in the pitch and i think that really like changed the way we came yeah i mean because we completely reworked the team slider out after that right yeah i think it's always like you know in the back of your head that hey you know like what they're really investing into is the team and the people on it right like yeah I think we, at least in the earlier stages, were a lot more focused on the, the problem, right? Yeah. And like establishing the problem, because that's something, at least in the incubator that we're a part mm-hmm. of right now, that there's like a huge emphasis mm-hmm. on. Um, and so I think it's just becoming, making sure that in those seven minutes that we had to present, we covered everything to, to a good degree. What we're trying to say is that like, I think we get caught up in getting into this like, continuous feedback loop between like people who understand us because the people who are listening to us are the ones who already understand what we're saying, right? Yeah. Once you get that person who comes from an outside perspective looking in, that that's like gonna find the holes. And like you, you want to be able to explain it and like condense everything you're saying into layman's words. Yeah. So um, shout out Night Lab for their help. Shout yeah. out to the homies and friends who listen to our pitches at like one a.m. and stuff. And yeah. No, yeah. Actually, though, that was yeah. extremely helpful. Yeah. So let's talk about the loss. Like, mm-hmm. what was that moment like when you didn't hear Deal Doc? What was kind of the feelings that were running through your head? Um, I feel like for me, it was mostly just like, a, okay, you know, like mm-hmm. stuff happens, right? Yeah. Um, we just got to figure out what we can learn from this mm-hmm. and like what we can take back. Um, yeah. And I honestly, at the time, like, going to be totally honest, like, we knew the company that won, right? Yeah. And they were doing hundreds of thousands of dollars in revenue already. Yeah. I just really felt like it was an unfair playing field at the time. Yeah. Um, because, you know, we were one of two undergrad startups yeah. in, in our track, right? And the one that won, the one that got first and second in our semifinal track and the B2B track were both, you know, MBA founded startups, yeah. right? Yeah. They the one that ended up winning first place was like run by full-time staff. They had done hundreds of thousands of dollars in revenue already. It just felt like we were kind of on an unfair playing field and it was an uphill battle from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We went and watched the finals. Yeah. And one thing we noticed about every single team, right, was either they had some sort of traction going for them, right? The ones that were pre-revenue, like the companies that were pre-revenue there had already built out a prototype and had some patented technology, Right. right? The ones that were already in revenue, you could very clearly tell what their path profitability was mm-hmm. and like some of those metrics. I felt like, you know, just because we're pre-revenue and, you know, we're not 
we, we don't have a proprietary patent over like some you know environmental thing or yeah. environmental sensor right yeah. um you know we were just kind of at a disadvantage there really the most successful companies or like the easiest way to get an investment maybe is to have some sort of proprietary technology or like have some insane idea right right we were talking about this earlier too yeah i think i mean you really have like a lot of categories right people who like invest in the vision yeah right of like what the idea is and it's going to be revolutionary then you've got this other track that are investing in like the defensible things right like proprietary product right. or like you got some built up some really good connections in the industry right you have some right. like partnerships that you're really relying on right and then third you're you know there's a lot of people like especially the seed stage right like yeah. what we're hearing more about and the reason we got some feedback about the team is that yeah. you're really investing in the team, team right right because i think i remember learning this last summer right uh a b-grade team can have an a-grade idea but they won't ex- uh, execute it as well right as an a-grade team with a b-grade idea right right um and I don't know. I, I just I just honestly saw this as like a like a huge contrast the way like Midwest VCs and West Coast VCs operate. Yeah. The the Midwest VCs that I talked to had a very different investment thesis than the West Coast VCs, right? Mm-hmm. Um like the West Coast VCs unequivocally their top factor was the team, mm-hmm. right? It's like there's so many ideas floating around and so many good teams. So they always came back to this idea that an A grade team can solve a really uh, can move away from a B grade idea to an A grade idea. Yeah. Um and and solve that A grade idea. Yeah. Here, it seemed like in the Midwest, it was a lot more about traction, right? Yeah. It was, they wanted to, I mean, we asked it, like, yeah. exactly the same problem that coming back to VentureCat, right, yeah. at the pitch competition. They cared a lot, a lot, a lot about traction. our traction, yeah. right? Like, what did we actually com- accomplish? Yeah. I think, like, three out of our five the, the ballots that we got mm-hmm. back, right, they were about, like, at least one of the questions that we got every single time on those three were, are you selling vaporware or do you have real software right yeah. now? Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, what are your what are the three KPIs that you're testing yeah, in your pilot yeah, test? Yeah. Um. You know, like what are the names of the pilot customers? Yeah. They. I mean, they want to know about like how far a product has come. Right. Right. And really, just like the traction has it held. Yeah. It also brings up this point to me that not every good idea needs VC. We right now don't need money. We're not looking for money. Yeah, we're not. Right. And like it's just it's part of the long term goal is like if we need the money, we'll ask for it. Exactly. And we'll have the metrics to back it up. Exactly. And. Maybe it's just this idea of, of we're outside of the valley, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of my friends who are, are in the valley, right, like their first step after getting an idea and doing some basic the problem, problem validation mm-hmm. stuff is they'll go talk to a VC about getting money. Right. Right? Like so, our first thought is, okay, we've done 20 conversations with private equity firms. Yeah. Let's go do 20 more. That's t- exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Really, I think it's just like if you do enough problem validation, if you have a good product, you started to build traction yeah i think you're probably the right team to solve it yes i think we definitely were not in in the position to win that competition but i think we learned a lot talked about some of our learnings today um i think we have a lot to learn yeah in the future too but this was a good good conversation well so since podcasts are like the absolute hot new medium to consume any content and Mm -hmm. we expect softbank to have closed three new podcast investments Mm -hmm. by the end of these 15 minutes uh, we decided to kind of turn our journey into a real conversation. Yeah, each week we want, we'll cover a few stories, experiences, or challenges that we faced um, and also have a candid conversation about it. Um, we believe like these kinds of discussions will provide some insight into our thought process in our head, how we think, uh, but will also ultimately allow us to like think through some of the problems we're facing right now and hopefully get over them. We'll see you guys, I guess, next week. I think um, so new podcast hopefully we'll have a title by then yeah